0: Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. When reflecting upon the question of why we daven, which of course is our focus as we kick off every week, this morning I would like to share an insight based on a fascinating set of mitzvos that are found in the second Pasha that we read yesterday, Parshas Kedoshim. The Torah tells us, lo si lo b'nei that we are not to literally take revenge and hold a grudge against another Jew. And of course, that Pasuk famously concludes with the words, kamocha Hashem, that we are to love each and every Jew as ourself. Leaving the second half of the Pasuk aside for another time, I want to focus for a moment on those two mitzvot, lo sikom v'lo do not take revenge and do not hold a grudge. Now, what exactly does the Torah mean when saying lo sikom v'lo sitor? So I'm going to share the explanations of Rashi, paraphrasing just a little bit, but essentially conveying the same idea. Rashi says lo sikom is as follows. My neighbor comes to me one day and says, hi, can I please borrow your hedge cutter? And I say to him, no, I'm not interested in lending you my hedge cutter. And he walks away dejected feeling a little upset because, after all, he wanted to borrow my hedge cutter. And the next day I go to him and I say, hey, can I please borrow your lawnmower? And he says, absolutely not. I would be happy to lend you my lawnmower, but you did not lend me your hedge cutter yesterday, and so therefore today I will not lend you my lawnmower. Says Rashi, Zohi that's what the Torah means when it says, do not take revenge. Now, to be clear, I do not have to go ahead and lend my property to anyone who asks. If I have other reasons why I'm not interested in lending my lawnmower, that's completely fine. However, if I would have been prepared to lend him my lawnmower, but the reason I choose not to is because of the fact that I'm interested in making a point. You were not generous. You were not kind to me. And so I'm going to show you what that feels like. That would be an iser de orais, a biblical prohibition, of Nakima. says, Rashi, what does it mean to bear a grudge? So the setup is the same. My neighbor comes to me one day and he says, can I please borrow your hedge cutter? And I say, no, I'm not interested in lending you my hedge cutter. The next day I go to him and I say, can I please borrow your lawnmower? And he says, yeah, you could borrow my lawnmower. You know why? Because I'm not like you. Yesterday when I came to you and I asked if I could borrow your hedge cutter, you said, no. Well, I'm not like you. I'm going to show you what it means to be a nice neighbor. Here, take it. Says Rashi Zohi Natira. Eva Eno no In this second situation, the person goes ahead and actually fulfills the request. He lends the item that was requested, but he does so in a begrudging way. This is an Isser de Oraisa, a biblical prohibition of Lo Sitor. So here you have, I'll call them twin mitzvot, they're really two separate lavim in the Torah, where the Torah explicitly prohibits withholding a favor as a form of nikima of revenge, or even extending a favor, but doing so in a begrudging way. So first of all, just to take a moment to say, wow, it's unbelievable how the Torah really presses us to overcome some of our most natural tendencies. We all possess the natural tendency to hold grudges and it's hard sometimes to let go. And over here, the Torah it really sort of forces our hand and says if we want to be a Torah observant Jew, there are many laws that we need to keep. And among them is we really, really need to go against our natural tendencies in a situation like this and really not express a grudge against another individual. So what are the reasons behind these prohibitions? Why is it that the Torah says that we are not permitted to take revenge or to hold a grudge? I want to share with you several explanations, the last of which I believe can serve as a nice segue into a meaningful reflection about davening. So I'd like to begin with the Rambam. The Rambam in Hilcho's Deos in the seventh chapter specifically talks about these prohibitions. And he says that Hanokei Mechaveiro, a person who takes revenge against another individual over below Sasse, this person transgresses a love in the Torah, Shinemas the pusik says lo sikom And says the Rambam, Afapisha in a local, deya Ad Ma'od. Says the Rambam, it's a very terrible personal characteristic. Why? says the Rambam. Lo lios Mavir Al midosav al Olam. Says the Rambam. When a person is disappointed and things happen to me that upset me, says the Rambam, a person should really, really try to know how to look the other way, to learn how to be tolerant, to learn how to let go. (laughs) Because a person is a maven, a person who's a really, he's a thoughtful individual, an introspective person, and a person who really understands what life is all about, will realize that most of the things that bother me and that get caught up in, Or, as we say, So often, says the Rambam, the things that really get us upset and the things that drive hatred from one person to another, if you take a step back and you look at it, says the Rambam, it's really not worth it. Whatever you're fighting over at the end is inconsequential. Life is too short, and we shouldn't get hung up over total nourishkeit. So is the approach of the Rambam. The Talmud Yerushalmi in Masachas Nadarim has a different approach and says that really the key over here is that the Torah is prohibiting from one Jew to another. And the basic message of Yerushalmi is because we are to see ourselves as one organism. Now the way the Yerushalmi does this is by way of a fascinating muscle, and analogy. Says the Gemara, imagine if you have a butcher who is preparing a piece of meat and he's holding the meat cleaver in his right hand and he accidentally goes ahead And he cuts his left hand. So now, obviously, it hurts and he's in pain and he's bleeding. So so says the Gemara, can you imagine that the left hand is then going to go ahead and pick up the knife and go ahead and strike the right hand? Absolutely not. Because this person recognizes it was a mistake. Things like this happen. It would be self-destructive for me to go ahead and to wage war against myself my right hand struck my left hand, and my left hand is going to go ahead and take revenge and strike my right hand, and then it's going to go back and forth. Before I know it, I won't have any hands left. That doesn't make any sense. So the Yishami seems to be implying that Klai Yisrael is like one body, like one organism. One hand doesn't hit the other. And so therefore, based on this, the Gemara is telling us that the reason why the Torah prohibits we should see ourselves as being like one body, one organism, and we have to figure out how to work together. This brings me to the last explanation that I would like to share with you this morning, and that is from the Sefer Achinuch. And this is the point, as I mentioned before, I believe can set the stage for an interesting insight regarding davening. The Sefer Achinuch in Mitzvah Reish Mem Aleph says as follows, Mishor Sheha Mitzvah. The roots of this mitzvah are as follows, Sheyeda Adam That a person needs to know V'yitain el libo, a person has to really, really try to integrate this belief into his heart. that whatever happens to a person, whether it's good or bad, husiba siba alav me'es Hashem that the cause, the source for that which happens to me in the world, is coming from God Himself. haadam miyad ish and says the Sefer HaKinuch, even when it comes to that which another person does to me, it has to be signed off, so to speak, by God Himself. So if a person goes ahead and does something that upsets me, if a person goes ahead and he takes action against me that I find to be very disappointing, very painful, whatever the case may be, says the Sefer HaKinuch, we need to know that Hashem Baruch signed off on this. Akein, therefore, says the Sefer Achinuch, when a person causes me pain, when a person does something to me that really, really upsets me, I need to know Shah that this is something that God has decreed against me. Says the Sefer Achinuch, this is so powerful, I have to resist the natural temptation in a situation like this and that is to direct my frustration my anger towards this individual and i have to remind myself that it is not he with the lowercase h that is the reason behind that which had happened to me but rather it is he with the capital h hashem baruchu that is Sibas now for one moment we just need to state that which i hope is obvious but it needs to be said anyway And that is that the Chinuch is not suggesting, of course, that now there is license for one individual to go ahead and to harm another. And I'm going to justify hurting another person by saying, well, obviously, it was coming to him. If God did not want him to go ahead, if God did not want him to get hurt, well, then he would never have allowed me to succeed in my conspiracy against him. Such thinking is faulty, and it clearly goes against the entire Torah. The Torah holds each and every person accountable, for his or her actions, and Parshas Kadoshim is replete with many, many examples of how important it is that we go ahead and hold ourselves to the highest standards when it comes to the way we treat other individuals. However, when it should happen that another person harms me, when I find myself in a situation where somebody else has done something to me that really, really upsets me, I have to try to learn how to redirect my frustration, my anger, my disappointment towards this individual and to recognize that for some reason this was supposed to happen to me. We need to learn to be more introspective. We need to look at things that happen to us in a way in which we can understand and appreciate that there's a reason. There's a reason why this is happening. I don't necessarily know what the reason is, but as the Gemara in Brachos Tafhei tells us, when a person is experiencing Yisur in life, when I have suffering, and even the Gemara over there says, even if it may seem to be relatively insignificant, even that is a pretext for a person to be Mefashvish b'masav, that such a person should go ahead and introspect and look for ways to improve my life. Now, this approach of the Sefer Achinuch is one which has, I believe, profound theological implications, and now is not the time to really go ahead and unpack this entirely. I imagine, if you're listening to this and you have not heard this before, all sorts of questions are coming to mind to understand exactly how this works and what does this mean, and does this mean that I cannot go ahead and be upset at any individual under any circumstances? And the answer is no. The Torah does not prohibit, over here by saying lo lositor as being upset at somebody, but it's about taking action or even bearing a grudge, expressing the grudge against another individual would seem to go beyond that which the Torah permits, I can be upset at somebody, and in a situation where there's, let's say, a toxic relationship, or a person is not nice to me, and a person is acting in an aggressive and abusive way, so one would be smart to go ahead and to avoid such an individual. All of this, I hope, is sort of common sense. It goes without saying. But when things don't go my way, here's the point. When things don't go my way, and I'm really upset about something, I have to recognize that there is a source for that, and all roads lead back to... The Rabboni Shalom. And when I think about this, and when we ask ourselves, why do we pray? So davening accomplishes, as we've been discussing now for many, many months, many different objectives. And there are many different goals that we can, in theory, try to achieve and accomplish through the process of prayer. But it would seem to me that davening is an opportunity for us to sort of check in and think about the things that have happened to me over the course of the day. Davening provides us with an opportunity to check in periodically, I mean, three times a day on a normal day, and to... Consider the events that have happened to me, what is going on in my life. Am I having a good day? Am I having a challenging day? And regardless of whether I'm having a good day or a challenging day, to reflect upon that. And what does it mean if I'm having a good day? So I should feel, with inside of myself, a sense of appreciation and gratitude. And if I'm having a difficult day, if I'm finding things challenging, if, as the Sefer says in this example, if somebody's really upsetting me and getting under my skin, so yes, it could very well be that it would be wise for me to avoid this individual. That's a discussion for another time. But rather than go ahead and to allow myself to take all of my energy and all of my anger and all of that frustration and channel it towards the individual who seems to be the source of my problems, says the Sefer if I do that, I'm missing the point. It's not him. That's not the guy who is ultimately responsible for that which is happening. I need to look inwards and I need to understand and to appreciate that for some reason, the Rabona Shalolam has decreed that I should have a little bit of a challenging day. So, davening is a place for me to check in and sort of come to terms with that. And again, if, as Chazal tell us, when I'm having a difficult time, the proper response is, Yefashvesh Bamasov, this would be a great opportunity for me to go ahead and do just that, to introspect, to think a little bit about what's going on and for looked for ways to improve. Again, I want to just conclude by saying, once again, that this is a, a complicated message. I would feel terrible if somebody walks away from this message thinking that basically whatever people do to me, I should just take it. It doesn't make a difference. People have a right to go ahead and mistreat me, and it doesn't make a difference, and it's always my fault. And all Rothwax is doing today is blaming the victim. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. I don't believe that's what the Sefer Chiluch is saying. But as a general gishah, as a general approach in life, we need to understand and to recognize that most often our frustration and the anger, and how upset we are with other individuals is misplaced. All of that effort towards Nikima and Natira could really be directed in a much more productive way, by us understanding and appreciating that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the Siba behind all Sibot, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the cause behind all causes, and that there is a reason why things in the world happen. And davening is a wonderful opportunity for us to connect with that idea, to engage in meaningful moments of introspection, and hopefully look for ways that we can constantly improve. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. 好 <laughs>